You are listening to We're Going Streaming Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at going underscore streaming, on Instagram at We're Going Streaming, and like us on Facebook at Going Streaming. Hello. Welcome to another wonderful episode of We're Going Streaming. This one being episode 45? Five. Five. 45. And I'm joined, Ooh. as always, by my lovely co-host, uh, Brian. What's up? And oh. Pat. Wow, you son of a bitch. How <laughs> hey, dare Pat, you? What was the last that? episode? Was that? I don't know what just happened. The last episode where Pat was like, and I'm by my lovely co-host, Brian, <laughs> and Matt. <laughs> so, payback. Pat. How dare you? Yeah. I feel you like I did that well, a few episodes ago, too. You know what? Just for that, just for that, I'm going to go reunite Rage Against the Machine and then break them back up again. They don't need you to do that. Okay. They're doing that just <laughs> fine yeah. on their own. They got that. Well, I'm going to do it for a third time. A third time. All right. Third. <laughs> then who's really raging? So uh, pe- people are <laughs> doing the will they won't they? <laughs> well, this um, <laughs> back to the episode. This episode is uh, the theme is samurais, um, which is just New Year, New You, get vengeance on your enemies. <laughs> <laughs> and uh but before we get into that and new year's resolutions um let's go and do everybody's favorite little segments yeah. starting with pat's pop culture pop culture pop that was good man good girl, i was so slow sped it up thank you i was slow you, you started slow. slow yeah well, because I was waiting for you guys. Right, okay, to join we agreed not to do this. It was about the middle. Talk about <laughs> I know. All right, all right. Let's go. All right, fine, fine. <laughs> pop, um, your, pop your culture. First of all, <laughs> to start with the first one, I would like to congratulate yeah. Michelle Michelle Yo on her first grandchild. Uh, so very very happy for her. Let's give her a round of applause. Oh, when were they born? One, uh, t- first day of twenty twenty four. So January first. Oh. I was hoping it was the same year she won an Oscar. That's fine. No, no, but you know, but you know what? Still cool. She, you know what? Still cool. She's great. She's gonna be a great grandma. I yeah. hope. I hope the best for her. Really, really do. And then, uh, oh, Taylor Swift broke uh, Elvis Presley's uh, record as solo artist for most weeks on number and number one on the album chart. That's fine. Yeah, That's you fine. know, I figured I'd do something positive instead of the yeah. instead of the you know it's New Year. Do something a little positive, oh. you know, instead of doing doing like Jimmy Kimmel and Aaron Rodgers. Like, I don't want to cover that shit because <laughs> fuck Aaron Rodgers. Uh, yeah, that's, fair. that's true. Every time I fair. every fair. time I say his name, I vomit a little. So, oh, yeah, we don't want that. As we all do, we yeah. don't want that. Yeah, you know, I don't want that. Yeah, right. so, so I'm that's good. it for right now. <laughs> oh. That's it for the yeah. pop, the pop culture pop. Yeah, that's it for the pop. All pop. right, yeah. so I guess Keep from it nice there we'll go to. The dark segment, the dark, which dark is side, dark side of the mood. <laughs> dark side, yes. Dark side of the mood. 
Ready? It's Matt. It's Matt. It's more. Matt, you started way too late. You started way too late. Way too long. Way too long. You no, you no, you guys, you you. I kept. It's mad. Is there a way for us to do this in four four timing and not like sixteenths? Yeah. Okay. All right. I'd rather. Let's, I'd rather do this. Let's I'd keep this, this train rolling eights. here. Leonard Bernstein would be <laughs> furious. <laughs> he would. Let's keep. Not Bradley this Cooper rolling. though. He doesn't care. All right, he just wants so, his Oscar. Sh- <laughs> Lee Sun Hyun uh, passed away. He was a South Korean actor, um, probably known internationally or over here, uh, you know, in the U.S. for his role in the. Uh, Academy Award-winning film *Parasite*. Uh, he also won a Screen Actors Guild Award along with his castmates for that movie, that wonderful movie. Uh, he was born in 1970, uh, 1975 in Seoul, South Korea, and he died uh, same city, December twenty seventh, twenty twenty three. It looks like there's a there's a lot of articles dealing with like blackmailing him. Someone apparently attempted to blackmail him. I don't know. I'm excited for that movie. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, then we'll get into uh, Tom Wilkinson, who was born in uh, 1948, and he died December 30th, 2023. Um, uh, probably, well, he was in Rush Hour, um, Batman Begins, but I feel like he was he's mostly known for The Full Monty and Michael Clayton, um, both really, really enjoyable films. And then finally, to keep it with a minute, we're going to go with uh, Tom Smothers from the Smothers Brothers. Um, he was an American comedian, actor, composer, and musician um, with alongside his brother, younger brother, Dick Smothers. Um, <laughs> Fantastic. Why, why, is that, why is that funny? <laughs> it's normal. You could have called him Richard. But yeah. He, uh... he went by the name Dick. He goes by the name Dick. Why wouldn't Dick you? Dick Smothers. What? Why wouldn't yeah. you? Yeah. Um, but he was born in 1937 in New York, and he no, died December twenty six, twenty twenty three, in Santa Rosa, California. Pat, keep your dirty mind yourself. <laughs> so that's it for it's like Matt. teacher goes so out and just goes like, Matt. "Excuse me, I'm looking, I'm looking." Smothers, Dick Smothers. Oh wow, Smothers. Dick. Wow. Sm- he uh <laughs> smothers Dick. I feel like Does your he mic now? cut out on like your mic knew and like cut <laughs> <Yeah>. you out. <laughs> it, was good. It, was, it was better. <laughs> smothers Wherever Dick. Wherever you got that mic, that you, you didn't pay enough. <laughs> um so from from Matt's more of a minute, smothers. let's go to Brian's recent feature, feature review. 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 Pat missed the it was a oh he's cutting out again. I don't know why he keeps cutting out. Okay, real. There he is. Got it. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> <laughs> perfect. <laughs> it cut out. It oh. cut out. <laughs> no, it was perfect. It was exactly where it needed to be. <laughs> it cut out. 
<laughs> so Brian, what's your what's your recent feature what you? review? Uh, so so recently released to Netflix uh, this week, I think maybe last week, this week or last week, The Equalizer Three, starring mm. Denzel Washington. I didn't see one or two. Love me some Denzel. There's a whole series on Queen Latifah, or Queen Latifah is the Equalizer. Nice. So it's interesting. I wonder if they could bring them. There's an equalizer universe. Bring them together. Um, we'll discuss that later on when we do our equalizer themed episode. <laughs> but today it is time for samurai films. So before we get into our our picks, um, which are Sukiyaki Western Django, that was Pat's pick. It was, what did that come out, 2008? Uh, seven. 2007. Seven. Yeah. Um, the Hidden Fortress, Fortress, um, which is Brian's pick, which was 1959. Uh, yes. And yes. 1958. Blue, Nine. 58. I saw 58, but I also saw 59. So let's just 59. say 58, 59-ish. Um, let's go with And then Blue Eyes Samurai. Cut it right in the middle. Blue Eyes Samurai 2023. <laughs> Um, but yeah, before we get there, let's go a little background on Samurais and Samurai films. Uh, so Samurais, uh, we're just going to do a brief little background because we don't have time. Um, but the Samurai, they were hereditary military nobility and officer caste of medieval and early modern Japan from the 12th century until their abolition in the late 1870s. Um, so they were basically well-paid security officers for the feudal landholders, a.k.a. daimyo. Um, some things that or samurais were required to practice was the daisho, which is wearing two swords, and they had to use the bushido, or the moral code concerning samurai attitudes and behaviors. So that's, that's a little uh, rundown of the actual samurai history. Um, if you want to know more, look it up your damn self. <laughs> uh, samurai I'm watch films. a Kurosawa movie. <laughs> so Samurai Films, <laughs> a.k.a. Chambara, which uh, oh, wow. in Japan means films with sword fighting, I believe it roughly translates to. Um, but they started basically as early. Well, the earliest I could find was a silent film in 1925 called Orichi. And then after World War II, the samurai movie became the, – the older films are more drama-based, less action. Um, after World War II, they became more action-based with darker, more violent characters, uh, which brings us to the aforementioned Akira Kurosawa, which we'll discuss further with his movie, The Hidden Fortress. Um, yeah, so the majority of these movies take place during the Edo period, which is 1600 to 1868. And focus on the samurai as a ronin, a.k.a. a masterless samurai. Um, so these movies inspired spaghetti westerns and movies like, I'm sure we'll discuss, Star Wars. Um, oh, what? Wait, what? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that's. Maybe I'm wrong. But uh, <laughs> So samurai <laughs> films, they uh, sadly saw their decline in the 70s due to overexposure and aging of big stars like... Toshio Mufune. Um, so then I kind of looked up generally what a samurai, what makes a samurai film. And it said it must include a samurai 
Samurai Warriors, sword fighting, and historical setting. Samurai Warriors in film are differentiated from other warriors by the code of honor followed to honor the samurai's leader. Samurai must be skilled in warfare and martial arts and ready to defend his honor even to his death. So, so Pat's barely from makes that, the cut. <laughs> so yeah, that's, I, we'll, we'll, we'll get discuss there. that further. Um, actually, actually well, Pat fits wanna... his, his suggested next category, technically. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. which, which one, oh, which one do we want to, uh, do we want to go with? Say round table. Oh, right. Well, let's, yeah, let's go to the round table. And who wants to start? Um, well, let's get let's get my piece of shit out of the way. Let's get oh. that shit done. All right. Wow, so we'll go to okay. Pat's. Wow. Okay. With his piece of shit called <coughs> Sukiyaki Western Django. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> no. Go. 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 You know, this movie go, go, was go. not. I'm going. Sh- <laughs> shut up. <laughs> wow. You know, uh, <laughs> this movie. <laughs> This is why the episodes take so goddamn long. Um, (laughs) Touche. Anyway, uh, this whole movie, start to finish, was not what I thought it was. And honestly, it wasn't what what I hoped it would be. Uh, You know, Matt's got an interesting comment about uh, Quentin Tarantino doing a Japanese accent. Uh, You know, I feel like this whole movie was... (laughs) Well... (laughs) <laughs> well, I'll explain how Matt discovered that. Uh or I'll let Matt explain <laughs> oh, how he wow, discovered that. Wow. But uh you know, oh, this whole you. movie in general. Matt, take a break. Okay. <laughs> yeah, take a load off. Take a load off. Um But this whole movie it I don't know. I don't even want to go into like the fucking synopsis. Because just watching it was just like, what the fuck is this? It turned into, it goes like from Western to Samurai back to like, and then just sticks with Western for a long time and then goes on a weird drug trip. I, there's too, there was so much going on in this movie. Crazy. And of course, and of course they're all speaking with, uh, like Asian accents speaking English and it's just, it's just like, it just felt so, this movie just felt so terrible and racist and awful and i'm like and this is made written directed and produced by the japanese i'm like bro come on i wish they just done it in native japanese and i would have felt better about it but overall this movie was just you know it's like so my three review for it has to be kind of sort of racist (laughs) (laughs) kind of sort of racist okay yeah yeah Kind of sort of racist, and I have to give it okay. one and a half nuggets because, I mean, just to give it, you know, it's a lone gunman travels to Utah, deals with the fighting Genji and Haiki clans. Uh, they want they want him to join. He says no. Tries to take gets sheltered by a woman who whose son becomes J- uh, Django later on in life. Which where the fuck did that come from? You know. So they're sitting there fighting each other. At one point, the one clan gets a Gatling gun. 
out of a coffin, which, and yeah. then turns into a samurai gunfight. It's like, and it's snowing all of a sudden. You know, overall, Why? I don't love it. Okay, Pat, thanks. Brian, what did you think? So, I fucking loved this movie. Uh, I just want to <laughs> say that. Um, <laughs> it's start- Maybe... It's it started rough. It started rough. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Whatever vo- voice choice Quentin Tarantino is making in the beginning of this movie, where he's 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 essentially claiming himself as the narrator to tell the story, just like he does in fucking uh, Desperado, where he like walks in the bar and he's like, "I'm going to tell the story, and then you're going to get the story." Um, which in Desperado it wasn't so bad. Well, because he was just talking. In this, he was doing some sort of fucking accent voice thing that was. I mean, my first note for this movie is wh- why are people talking like this? Like he's talking weird in the beginning. The guys that like approach him are talking weird, and then he's like, "I'm gonna tell you the story," and then it goes away, which is fucking great. He almost never talks again. Um, and we'll get to when he does again, but um. I mean, you. I mean, you fucking nailed this. Like this. Like this is Yojimbo. Like this is literally the plot of Yojimbo. Uh, a stranger walks into mm-hmm. a town with rival gangs and and you know pits them against each other for his own fucking personal reasons or benefit. Like this is Yojimbo. This is Fistful of Dollars. This is <clears throat> welcome to Akira <laughs> Kurosawa. Mark. I actually, I did mention uh, one of my first notes. Mentioned Yojimbo. I said it reminds. It's Yojimbo meets Quick and the Dead meets Ooh, yes gangs of new york meets oh. romeo and juliet oh my god that's a brilliant sam raimi connection yeah. i never realized that sam raimi does the quick cuts well he's from the same school as quentin though right he's he's he's, so. he's coming yeah. up around the same time and they're quick cutting there i mean and that's a note i have is just the action this the action in this is fantastic like yeah it's it's over the top it's a little spoofy at times i get it but once you settle in, like this really becomes a pretty good movie. I mean, uh, uh, Yoshitsune, like the leader of the the white colored, you know, white banner fucking gang, the Genji. Genji. What an amazing fucking character that guy got to play. Like, of course, of course, everyone wants to be the fucking, you know, Luke Skywalker, the fucking story walks in or the, you know, um, ah, damn, I can't remember. I don't remember if they just called Toshiro Master in Yojimbo, but... You know, everyone wants to be that guy. You walk in, you're the baddest mm-hmm. fucking guy in the room. You can take everybody down, blah, blah, blah. But the role of Yoshitsune, like, <laughs> that was fucking amazing. Like, that guy was so cool. His hair was incredible. Um, mm-hmm. And his outfits were awesome. And, and even at the end, he's like, he throws his gun down to draw his fucking sword against the guy with guns. Like, mm-hmm. just a great, just mm-hmm. a great role. Like, that's definitely the thing you read the script and you're like, man, the hero's cool, but the villain is better. Like... Uh-huh. You know, as an actor. Oh, and I don't know. So I guess let's talk about a little bit what you said, like the racism of it, quote unquote. Um, so this movie was made by um, Takashi Miike. Like he is a fucking legendary Japanese director. Like yeah. he made Ichiro the Killer. He made Audition, which Audition is fucking bonkers if you haven't seen it. It's a Really, it, it, you ever seen? Oh, we saw Hard Candy. Didn't I put Hard Candy on an mm-hmm. episode? Yeah, yeah. It's got a big Hard Candy vibe. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> but okay. um, um, yeah, he's like he's like a legendary Japanese filmmaker. So I feel like 
I, I don't know what Quentin Quentin's involvement in this is, but you can see it. You know, it's one of those early, you know, uh, first tier Quentins where he's like, you know, or first phase like Quentins where he's, there's a lot. Of, I mean, there's literally a scene where the one of the main actresses in this does an erotic dance in a room full of people. It's Dust Till Dawn. Like she does the Dust Till Dawn dance mm-hmm. literally in yeah. front of the same. So you can see Quinn's influence on this. Her throat? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That was Nothing with her feet. Nothing with her feet, though. I watched a good. Yeah. Yeah. Was, yeah. It's because Quentin wasn't directing and didn't want to poke. And the right. director he didn't, didn't, he didn't have all the. He didn't have all the. Yeah. But <laughs> he didn't um, have all the control. Which is funny because I watched a part of this with Bella, and like, like that was like one of the parts, and she was like, "Ew, what is happening?" I'm like, "She's pulling, <laughs> she's pulling bells out of her throat." Shut up. <laughs> but yeah, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, so all right, what else I got here? Um, I thought the action was was good. The cuts, the action, but again, I love Raimi. I love QT. You know what I mean. So it's, I guess maybe that's where I kind of fall into that. But um, um, the sound choices were kind of weird, especially like early on, like when he throws the egg and it goes whoop like, back into his yeah. hand. <laughs> like there's there's a very clear. I mean, which which, which like I said, like <laughs> right. Oh my god, the blowjob scene which, where he like takes the one shake and she's it's like yeah. I'm like, what the fuck is happening, right? <laughs> like but but I have to I have to assume knowing knowing Quentin, not personally, but like and knowing Takashi Miike or Mike, Takashi Mike, I, it's one of those two. But anyway, knowing them as a filmmaker, having seen some of their films, like it's all intentional. This is all one hundred percent intentional, and here's why. Because one of my favorite moments in this entire fucking movie is when um, Quentin Quentin appears again as some sort of weird old guy in a weird fucking like rotary fucking cogwheel chair. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Remind me of the wild or was it Wild Wild West? Yes. Oh my god, he kind of did. He tells the story of Bloody Benton, and. His story is that like he trained her or whatever, mm-hmm. and he's taught he's talking in his fucking really like what Pat said borderline if not fully racist like Japanese spaghetti western accent, which everyone in the fucking film is. Also, I want to ask if this movie was dubbed, and I caught the fucking dubbed version because there was moments. But anyway, um, <laughs> but in that fucking flashback, he goes immediately into his normal voice. When he's like, he's like, ah, I train, I train her. It was hard. And then it like cuts into the flashback where she gives him food and she's like, you like? And he's like, he's like, it's too sweet. There's too much sugar. Yeah. <laughs> goes straight into his fucking like Southwest California, just normal fucking Quentin accent or normal Quentin voice. And honestly, it was the funniest fucking moment of the whole movie. <laughs> it's just. He, like in the flashback, he has a normal voice. Did you look voice. in the background too? Did you oh, look yes. in the background too? Yes, I know. It was like it was like a scene out of fucking Barbie like where they literally painted backgrounds and yeah. yeah. But I just when he just goes, he goes, it's too sweet. It's too so much sugar. <laughs> Does he just throw shit at her too? Causes <laughs> the pull down, and I think he hits her or something, which I don't condone. But and I don't get the training. Oh my god, it's so <laughs> goddamn funny. Training. It's just, it's just, just when when 
like because every time he because I had I had the same problem you did and Matt your first fucking text us when you started watching the movie was like Quinn's making choices and he is he's making the <laughs> stupidest fucking racist accent I've ever heard in my life and then you get to that fucking scene and you're like god damn it it was intentional and it's fucking <laughs> hilarious <laughs> he mm-hmm. just it's so sweet it's so sh- <laughs> <laughs> Watch that scene. I'm going to post that scene on our Instagram 100%. But it's so fucking funny. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, my three-word review is just fucking awesome. Um, and I gave it three and a half stars. Like, I just, this movie grew on me oh, wow. fucking tremendously <laughs> wow. as I watched it. I mean, wow. I, I want to be Yoshitsune. Like, I, I just... And then I thought, and then it was so funny when like I love a I love I love a period piece where they're like, oh, he's going to get the fucking weapon, and then they like come back with a tank against like people with swords, and you're like, oh my god! Like I love those moments in history where like you know weapons or something takes this gigantic leap. Um, mm-hmm. See uh, Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer, but um. <laughs> Uh, but like watching that scene, I was like, "Oh shit, the TNT, the dynamite! Like, holy shit, they've never seen dynamite before." Nope, it was the fucking <laughs> Gatling gun that he pulled out of a fucking <laughs> casket and just started lighting people up. Just fucking, yep. I just and just silly, and then and, just casually just carrying it around like it's nothing. Yes. Like it's not going to sit there yeah. and him back. <laughs> right, and the heat of it, it's fucking <laughs> that metal chest piece would be on fire if he was fucking holding mm-hmm. that thing against it. But uh, um. But and then I love you know and then obviously you do see the Quentin Tarantino influence and I bet Robert Rodriguez was even visiting on set for this fucking movie because with the uh, the bloody Benton like backstory before the training thing yeah. where it's just like a montage of like she had eight arms and, and just fucking lighting yeah. people up like just classic Quentin Tarantino like and I just I don't I don't know I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna read a little more into you know him and Takashi Miike's. Uh, relationship but um i don't know i I, right friendship relationship whatever you want to call it but uh yeah i thought it was fucking great and the final duel was perfect i mean it was fucking perfect like Mm -hmm. you know it was it was i got a gun up my sleeve and and there's a moment where he's like you're not gonna do it because that's not honorable and he just goes pap (laughs) just uh, yeah that was a good scene because i thought i thought he was gonna let him go and then right right and then next thing yeah bang right I mean, this is all right. The only, the only, I want to say one more thing, and then you can go. I'm sorry. One more thing I want to say. I hate when the I hate in all of these movies that are similar to this that the fucking the 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 most cowardly dipshit kills somebody important. I feel like that happens so much. The sheriff in this, when he he mm. basically shoots Bloody Benton down. Like the coward motherfucker that is just. You know, playing both sides because he's a little bitch, and yeah, yeah. I feel like that guy in every one of these, that guy like haphazardly survives to the end and kills somebody important. Like mm-hmm. I don't know, it's a formula. I don't know. I don't know. Yep. All right. Well, I'll go. Um, great points, both of you guys. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of in between, but yeah. So the Tarantino Japanese accent thing uh, at the beginning when he. Goes to tell the story of how the the was it Hike and the Ganji or yeah hi- the gangs hi- that were Hike Hike yes in the Ganji yeah but he um so literally I have it I'm watching it with subtitles on and it says Japanese accent Quentin Tarantino just no way yeah so that was yeah amazing. it does yep amazing so That's that was uh because at first I didn't have the sub I didn't have the subtitles on I actually rewatched the beginning of this movie like four times because Tubi. <laughs> I didn't sign in, 
so it just starts over, you know? And I, I ended up watching it. And the first time I watched it, I'm like, is he saying something in Japanese? And then the second, because I didn't have the subtitles on then. The second time I thought, oh, someone's doing like a voiceover on his, you know, while he's talking. Like, it's almost like he was like uh, kind of, I don't know, taken over by somebody else's voice. And then I, I watched it the third time and I put the subtitle <laughs> on and it says Japanese accent. And then he's saying something in English. And I'm like, why? Oh, why? God. But that's so that was interesting. Um, yeah, the the cartoon violence. I thought I was like, that's that's like kind of a Tarantino thing where um, it wasn't seven. so much the the gushy blood, but it was like the one where the guy got a hole shot in his, his stomach, oh, and then and he's then, just like, oh, and then the, the guy shoots the <laughs> the arrow through his. And, body. Yeah, I was like, what? What the fuck? <laughs> So there, yeah, yeah, that's where I was like, this is, and so the way everybody was acting, it reminded me kind of of the, uh, maybe a little bit of the Romeo and Juliet. It was like over-enunciating, like, common phrases, and it was just, I don't know. Um, But I also, so this, oh yeah, and then I had a question of, uh, why did Bloody Benton, why did it take her so long to come out of, like, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's because her her son died, yeah, and then her her daughter in law died, and she wouldn't have a gun. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, like these dipshit fucking Genji assholes like show up to her house where she's taking care of her grandson, and mm-hmm. she doesn't she doesn't have a gun. She gets it from the fucking cook guy. No, she's got a yeah. gun. She's got a gun somewhere in that house. Yeah, so that's where I was like, why? I don't, I didn't understand that part. Yeah, I didn't understand that. Um, yeah, that's a good. That's did good you, point. did you guys catch the? Uh, it sounded like Tarantino when he was in, in the, you know, his older phase. Uh, he talks about the son Akira, and then he said something about he was like a big fan of anime or something. Tetsu. Like, yeah. Yeah, which I was like, I can't. But I'm also, but I'm also like, when did this? When did this movie take place? Because. Akira came out what eighty eight. I want to watch Akira. And this, yeah. so this bad seems like a western. So I feel yeah. like this seems like a movie that yes. was you know way 100%. before that. Oh, but well. I don't know. Who no, knows? This this is oh seven. No, no. Yeah. I'm, uh, when it was the period, it was set in. I'm saying. Oh, but he's uh, he's obviously referencing Akira, right? Yeah. Oh no, that's what he said. He even said he's or, an anime. Oh, oh. Yeah. Oh, two. Uh, there was yeah. a word for it. He yeah. said, but he even says "Yo, Jimbo" at the beginning of this fucking movie. <laughs> so he's he's obviously very like yeah. wink, wink. Yeah, yeah, wink, wink. Um, get in on the get in on the jokes. Yeah. So then, so this will tie in with my three word review, and then I'll wrap it up here. Um, so the leader of the white gang that Brian was talking about, the dude straight up disses samurais. Yo, yo, in the one yo, scene. Yoshitsune. Yoshitsune. Yeah. Well, because he was talking about the Momofugo. Oh, yeah. And he was saying, like, samurais, yeah. samurai's nothing. And and um, and then the guy got, he was clapping his hands and he got stabbed, like, sliced right in the face. So my three-word review was, does it qualify <laughs> as basically as a samurai movie? Right. Because, I mean, the, there is the sword, but the main guy never pulled out a sword or anything. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. He drew I mean, his sword. He drew his sword. He did. Hand. Yeah, he did. Oh. But the other guy. No. Wait. So that's where I was like, I don't know. No, he had the gun. Remember? Yeah, he didn't have. Yeah, a he sword. was using the gun. Yeah. 
He didn't have a sword. He had a. Oh, right. He just had his. Right. He had his gun. His right. rifles. It's not a samurai. Movie. So that's where I was like, uh, is it a samurai movie? Does it qualify? It doesn't. Um, but overall, I Pat I gave it a. I gave. Yeah. <laughs> but I I did enjoy I it more than. Pa- oh, I, I enjoyed it more than. It. I fucking love. This is my favorite movie of the month. I so I at first I was like this is super animated this is like everybody's talking it's I'm not gonna enjoy this movie and then after all I was like this is actually pretty entertaining um, so I give it a three out of five yeah yeah so okay so from that so, so I, instant I guess classic. I uh, fucking oh sorry go ahead Pat all right so I guess I'm not mad down here where I did not enjoy it but maybe I don't know I don't know well that's why we do this. Maybe. That's why we well, fucking I mean, do maybe, this. Yeah. No, but I mean, maybe it has to do with because you guys have such a strong movie background, and um, the three of us, I'm just a fucking chump. That's nonsense. We're picking movies no, at you're random. Not a chump. We're picking yeah, movies no. at random. Most. Yeah. Most, no, you just didn't enjoy movies. it. There's a. There's a lot of yeah. No, but I, I mean, enjoyed. I think there was a couple little, weeks you guys ago. You catch more of that little stuff. You guys catch more of that little stuff that I don't. Because I never no, grew up watching half preference. this shit. No, this is preference. Just, just like we love Barbie and you've never seen it, this is preference. Don't, don't <laughs> sound so insulted that I haven't seen it. I'm not. God. I'm just stating facts. <laughs> I'm not fucking making an argument. I'm just stating yeah. facts. That's well. It's that's also how you you facts. don't like Wes Anderson movies and right. You know, that's a good point. That is yeah. a good Brian point. likes them and yeah. I'm kind of indifferent. Yeah, it's like when you if it's 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 no different than you rambling about a Godzilla movie. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, sounds like the same yeah. as the last Godzilla movie. But uh <laughs> <laughs> Or it's like how how some wow. people say Pottersville is the worst movie ever or the best Christmas movie ever. <laughs> and they're both right. Which is crazy. Yeah. But <laughs> so, you know. It's the way the cookie crumbles. I mean, I don't know. Um, the next one's theme. Wink oh boy. Wink. Calm down. Oh, he's little tease. Um so is from uh, from that tease. From that instant classic, Pat's changed his mind on the next the next one about five times. We're, we're all going to be surprised tonight. I'm still not sure. We'll <laughs> have to be searching through the apps. Um, so yeah, we'll go from that classic to an actual like classic, and we'll go with Brian's pick, uh, the Hidden Fortress. The Hidden Fortress. Uh, so this, um, for the listeners out there who haven't been playing along, this is an Akira Kurosawa movie, um, one of many. Uh, you know, legendary director right up there with uh, Takashi Miike. But uh, no. But um, <laughs> so, yeah, I picked I picked this because it, it, there is a samurai in the movie. He, he is actually a samurai. And, um, you know, it, again... To Matt's definition, unaffiliated, so he does not belong to any sort of house or territory or anything like that. He's a Ronin. He's a Ronin. He is legit a Ronin. I'm, I guess. Mm-hmm. I guess most of the Kurosawa samurai movies are Ronin. Yeah, because even I think so. even uh, yeah, Seven Samurai. They're all they're, they're like hired guns, baby. But um, mm-hmm. you know, which inspired Clint Eastwood, which inspired um, <coughs> Star Wars. Well, yeah, but uh, you know, su- Sukiyaki, Django, but um, so <laughs> the plot of Hidden Fortress is basically um two haphazardly, uh, I guess, poor, you know, low low level 
um, citizens uh, set off on kind of a quest um, to essentially collect the reward for uh, fi- rescuing a princess, right? That's, that's it. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, along the way they meet a, a master who is a, uh, you know, a master of, uh, you know, in, in a, a forgotten art form of combat and uh, religion slash meditation. And, uh, you know, the story is told from the perspective of the two, you know, quote unquote peasants slash droids. And they, you know, it's about their, you know, their view of, you know, the journey to, uh, quote unquote, rescue this princess who doesn't need rescuing, turns out. And, um, you know, take taking down the evil, you know, let's call him empire that is uh, coming into the land and, uh, you know, just 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 trying to take over just a general conquering dictator asshole death star you know whatever you want to call it um so that's the plot of hidden fortress and also the plot of star wars a new hope so this is akira Kawas- akira kurosawa and toshiro mufuni who plays the um essentially obi-wan character a 1959 story of, uh, you know, rebellion. Rebellion against, you know, damn the man, save the empire. But not quite, not not the empire, but, you know, you know what I mean. Um, <clears throat> and this was the legit 100% initial inspiration for Star Wars A New Hope. Uh, and George, George Lucas has stated this many times in his, uh, you know, ramblings of A New Hope. And the number one influence is the perspective of the main characters so the story you know which you know kind of you know no this hadn't been done before but the story was told from the uh basically from the viewpoint of the uh the the npc the non-playable character you know eat your heart out fucking what was that movie with ryan reynolds that came out recently um something guy oh free guy the guy free guy free guy free guy that's the it. guy yeah. Uh, free he's guy. the guy he's the guy and he's the guy <laughs> but um yeah this is this is basically you know free guy eat your heart out you know although free guy made the the npc the main character which is very complicated but um basically this is the story told through the perspective of the uh the npc the non-playable character um which lucas stole because a new hope is told essentially through the perspective of r2d2 and c3po um who are set off on a mission to find to find someone to rescue the princess and get a message from the princess to obi-wan obi-wan gets there we've all seen star wars um but yeah the, that was the direct influence for this um you know tahe and masta mastachini matashichi matashichi are the respective, here. <laughs> the respective uh 3po and r2 characters um, obviously, you know, along the way, they run into a sage in the form of Tashiro Mufune. Um, and he is essentially the Obi-Wan character who they recruit to rescue the princess. Turns out, pr- princess doesn't need rescuing. As, as in, you know, I mean, Leia technically probably didn't need rescuing. She essentially rescued herself. They were just there to open doors. But, um, um, so... 
yeah, so this is the inspiration for Star Wars. The only thing Lucas did different was he gave us the Luke Skywalker, Luke Skywalker character, which allowed us to put ourselves into the film, which is where, in my opinion, so this is a 96% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, and, and I haven't looked up Star Wars New Hope, but it should be higher. Am I right? Because in my opinion, what Lucas did was he took this story of Hidden Fortress of... You know, a rescue adventure story told through the perspective of the NPC. Um, but but he gave us the Luke character, which brought us into the movie. We all wanted to be Luke Skywalker. You know what I mean? Or maybe even Han. Mm-hmm. Essentially, the two of them were brought in. That's who we wanted to be. Um, although I bet if I bet, and representation fucking matters. If I showed this movie to my daughter. I bet she would think it's more awesome to be the princess, which she would for Leia, which she did for Rey. I mean, she wanted to be Rey, but I bet this movie matters more to a young girl because I feel like a young man watching this movie or a young male watching this movie, uh, wow, we're going to lose listeners, and I'm sorry, but you know, maybe you you don't want to be 3PO and you don't want to be R2. You want to be Obi-Wan, right, in this but you don't really want to be Obi-Wan because he kind of sucks in this. However, being Princess Yuki is pretty dope. And uh, so essentially she doesn't need rescuing and the rebellion is, you know, taking on the Empire and taking them down and stuff like that. And um, I don't know. I mean, I, I, what did you guys think? Like, this is the in- inspiration for Star Wars, the clear cut inspiration for Star Wars. <clears throat> By the way, Star Wars New Hope. Uh, 93% on the tomato meter. Damn. Three less than Hidden Fortress. And then I feel like 96 that's a Kurosawa on the bomb. audience. Yeah. 96 on the audience score. Yeah, that, it could be. That feels like a Kurosawa bump. I, I, because what would, you, you're never gonna, you're never gonna say two is better than one, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. But I, no. but now yeah. you hope perfected could, it was first. this concept. Yeah. I mean, overall, I thought this was a great movie. I definitely gave it a four out of five nuggets. Um, nice, boom. You know, high, high I mean, praise. I mean, I don't know. It just, it just felt. It, I don't know. It felt like what a summer movie should be. Maybe, maybe my, you know, my three words should be review should be the gold standard. Because, mm, because it pretty much is. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. You know, I mean, it, it just felt right on point. You know, that's maybe that's why I had a problem with such, such a problem with, uh, you know, Tsukiyaba was just it just kind of it was dissonance versus clarity. I guess that's kind of where my stance on it is. Uh, there was a lot going on with the first movie. This was pretty clear cut and to the point. Totally mm-hmm. understand why this is a classic and why mm-hmm. why this is what this is. So you know, it's yeah, yeah. I mean. You know, normally I'm joking, just kind of like, yeah, but it's like, you know what, this this kind of feels like this, if it's not in like the National Congress, Library, the National Library of Congress, for like a classic movie, it should be. Who cares about that? It's you on know? Criterion. That's all that matters. Yeah, but, <laughs> yeah, but that fucking, <laughs> f- fucking Zaslav uh, is fucking fucking up Criterion because he has no idea what the fuck he's doing with it. Well, as, as long as I have the physical copy, I don't care what he yeah. does after that. Yeah, that's true. But but still, you know, in the national the national U.S. Library of Congress, you know, oh, it's like it's a Japanese movie. It's a Japanese movie, but it's still an influential movie. I mean, it made Star Wars. You know, you know, there, it's like it's one of those things that should be preserved. 
I agree. It should be oh, should I'm, be show, yep. should be shown no generations later. It might be. Um, it probably is, man. I mean, this is like it probably is. It's like a yeah. top four Kurosawa movie. Like, yeah, in, yeah, yeah. So it's not I my mean, favorite. Isn't it's not of what I've seen yet. so far. I don't think it's top three for me, but it's good. It's good. Yeah, mm. I got gotcha. you. I mean, Yojimbo and Roshiman are no question I mean, yo, top three. I mean, Yojimbo, Yojimbo's Yojimbo. It, yeah, you can't really, you know, you really Roshiman's can't argue against too, it. Yeah. yeah. So good. Okay. So There's a lot. Really it's hard to pick. That's like asking your pick your favorite kid <laughs> for yourself. Is it? Yeah. Oh, maybe. Well, filmmaker? for for some like people, filmmaker. for some people, for for me, I can't. I don't know. I, I mean, I haven't seen all of them stuff. all in one day. Right. Exactly. Watch like seven of them in one day, and I feel like you could pick mm-hmm. one. You'd be like, you know, what? this is my favorite today. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. It's interchanging. It's not. These are That's not lying stone. Just yeah, like my so favorite I mean, kid. It changes all the time. <laughs> <laughs> No, but I really don't have any other comments past that. You know, great movie. Really enjoyed watching it. So. All right. Oh, I did. Sorry. My well, three word. Sorry. Go ahead. I forgot my three word. Uh, my three word was so much inspiration because it did. Like all the fucking Kurosawa oh, we've one. talked about so far. And uh, yeah, 3.5. I didn't go four because it wasn't top three Kurosawa, but 3.5. I mean, no question. Mm-hmm. Rotten Tomatoes 96. All right. We talked about that. Okay. Well, yeah. So I'll go into mine. Um, I followed Pat, and I also gave it a four out of five golden nuggets. And I feel like maybe that has to do with the atmosphere that I was watching in. I turned it on on New Year's Day, and I just, like, sat in bed and drank coffee and watched it, and it was great. It just, yeah, it was cool. Um, Yeah, and my uh, three word is the classic samurai. So kind of went hand in hand with with Pat's three word a little bit. Okay. I thought the the staff fighting scene was entertaining, where they're you know he's going against his who ends up rescuing them all. Um, oh yeah, was it another general or something? Yeah. Um, but I like that it yeah it mixed in like uh, action and it had Mifune playing you know typical kind of hard ass character, and then it was also mixed in with some humor with the uh, the two peasants. What were their names? Mata peasants. Mata. You said peasants, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. No, that's I. I don't know if I yeah. did, but that's perfect. Uh, Tahe uh, and Ma- Tahe, Ma- Tahe and yeah, Tahe and Mata. Mata. Shichi, Shichi, Mata Shichi. So they, I, 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 yeah, I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed them. Um, I didn't understand how the princess. So everybody knew how the princess looked because he sacrificed his sister because she looked like she the looked princess. Like yeah. Yet because she was deaf and mute. People just, just they didn't recognize her face. <laughs> like I didn't I didn't get that part. Like how yeah. she played deaf and mute with them and but I was like, she's the princess, don't they have like paintings and stuff? Maybe not. Oh maybe. I don't know. Yeah. But um Yeah, and I also thought it was I don't know if that's part of the samurai code was to let your sister die <laughs> to sacrifice her for <laughs> for the princess. Um mm-hmm. Maybe. But I, yeah, I think Kurosawa, like a lot of people say, he kind of gives their his main characters. Um, I don't know; they make them more humanistic. They're not um, just, you know, just getting by. Just and they're not the best, the most dominating um, person out there that's never going to lose a fight. Um, so yeah, I got. I mean, I enjoyed the ending. Um, and I will say the two servants, well, the two servants, the peasants, 
whatever you want to call them. C-3PO and R2-D2. You can call them yeah. C-3PO and R2-D2. <laughs> I thought, I thought wow. uh, they, they kind of reminded me of the squirrel character in um, Ice Age because where it was going for like the acorn or whatever, they kept yeah. going for the gold and then they kept getting into trouble. Yeah. And then finally, at the end, they got in trouble, and luckily, you know, everybody ended up being back where they were supposed to be. And then they used the gold that they <laughs> to, to like rebuild, even though they were trying to like they're like, "What the hell?" Um, but yeah, so yeah, four to five nuggets, Hidden Fortress, Ooh, nice. Classic Samurai. Anything I else? Will, to I will add? say, yeah, I will say, I wish that, and if I can figure out how to do this in like a uh, Instagram scenario, like video edited video i love the scene where toshiro just bitch slaps both of the two fucking peasant idiots yeah and i would love love if if i can't do it if someone out there germany looking at you if they could just like cut and paste like obi-wan's head on top of toshiro and 3po and r2 on top of the two idiots where he just Mm -hmm. fucking bitch slaps both of them (laughs) (laughs) What I, I I feel like Star Wars would have made more sense to me if Obi Wan bitch slapped three PO and R two. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You know. Yeah. They they did they, they did what they needed to do and then they became a problem very quickly. Mm-hmm. So Obi Wan just putting <laughs> bitches back in line. You know what I mean? Yep. Okay. Shout out Renaissance Tour. Okay. 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 Renaissance right. Tour. Okay. I don't know. I'm just trying to eliminate <laughs> followers. <laughs> I, I wish we had uh, wish we had a guy named Brennan so we can be like, hey, it's a Brennan store. Oh, hey, yeah, yeah. Oh, same. I think that's a. Great oh, because we're the Samurai Sons, which we didn't even reference. We no. did such a brilliant. We didn't even say brilliant, brilliant, any of these movies. We are haven't either. said it. No. Oh, that's true. I'm Tubi, a terrible host. Tubi, Netflix, and Hidden Fortress uh, was Max. Max. Yep. So Hidden Fortress Boom. was on Max. Um, Sukiyaki Django yeah, Western Django was on Tubi, uh, and then we'll we're gonna finally end up with my mo- not movie my um, series, which is Blue Eye Samurai. Um, full, so full, that's on full the confession f- time, real quick. Full confession Uh-oh. time before we get into it. Um, so I wasn't really we. I watched this Monday with uh with my girlfriend and uh shout out girlfriend. I, Shout out, Becca. Um, no. I'm actually going to comment. I'm going to actually use some of her comments because, to be fully honest with you guys, I watched the first two ups, two and a half episodes, and I fell asleep up until like the last episode and a half. <laughs> I wasn't feeling great, so unfortunately I slept completely through the whole series, but we watched it all. She watched it all. Um, <laughs> What's your so Why are you here? here? <laughs> I know, right? Um, but I, what I watched, I enjoyed. <laughs> what I watched, I enjoyed. I just missed the like middle section of like. All right, the key places. Well, let's let's discuss. We'll discuss that further because I, I think Brian might be in the same boat as you, um, which is great, guys. That's great oh, to I'm hear ready. from me who who recommended it. Fuck that, I'm ready. Just Come love on. that. Um, Toss it to me. So, Blue Eyes Samurai. It follows. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna make this real quick because the last episode I my I had a very long winded, um, review. Or, well, I guess, yeah. Yeah. Um, so this starts with uh, our main character, which is Mizu. Um, she is on the quest to find Abijah Fowler, 
who was the white man, one of the white men in Japan in this period. This is the Edo period where it was kind of, they were kind of isolated with the rest of the world. Um, and they didn't really, um, well, I guess mixed breeds, which is what Mizu is. To be an idol um, follower. You know what I mean? We're kind of, we're kind of looked down on, looked as like monsters. Um, but yeah, so she was on a quest to find a Baisha follower, Fowler, who's one of the, the white guys in Japan, because she's trying to get vengeance um, because she believes one of these, there's like four white men in Japan. One of these white men could be her father that gave her the curse of her blue eyes. Um, so she starts off, she searches for Hitachi Shindo. Goes to the Shindo Dojo and finds his brother and then ends up meeting him. Um, at the dojo, he, she, Mizu meets Taigen, defeats him in front of his, I guess, future father-in-law. And he's looked as a failure because, you know, samurai shouldn't lose their battle. So, therefore, he can't marry the wife, or his princess daughter. Uh, what, what was her name? Um, Akemi. Yes, Akime. Um, and she's disappointed because she really liked Taigen. Um, so then we follow Mizu as she's, she goes to another village. She meets Madame, Madame Kachi, who is voiced by the lady that did Mulan. Oh, dope. Yeah, which was kind of cool because I listened to a podcast where they were talking <laughs> to like one of the creators of this, and they said she was on the list. And before they even asked her, they're like, yeah, she's in. She's she's down. Whatever role you got, she's down. It's um, awesome. Good research. But the whole so she she tried to make friends with Madame Kachi because she wants to. Madame Kachi basically owns a brothel, and she's trying to find a way into this castle kind of thing, island castle where Abijah Fowler is. Um. So I guess spoiler. Well, I don't know if I want to spoil it with you guys because I don't know if you guys made it there. <clears throat> we haven't. But uh, so you meet Princess Akime, and she's seeking refren- revenge for Taigen, and uh, everything kind of meets at the end. Um, and I really loved it. It kind of it deals with uh, you know gender identity, uh, racial identity, um, feeling <clears throat> out of like you don't belong, I guess, in a way, and just kind of wanting to fight. Um, it's got an all-star cast of like mostly asian american i think some asian australian oh, kenneth Branagh is in it of course um <laughs> maya erskine or s green i always Eskreen. say her yeah, last Eskreen. name wrong you're right from Second pen 15 Eskreen. george takai uh masioka masioka from heroes yes brenda song of course. randall park uh <clears throat> oh, he nice. plays a big role in this it's uh yeah it's Carrie very T- good harry tagawa who is Shank's son on Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Dope. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so it's uh yeah, it's a pretty loaded cast. Um I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the animation. I enjoyed the direction. The the fight <coughs> scenes are are wonderful to see. Um you could tell they really they took time with this. Um it's kinda like this weird three D kinda they wanted every frame to kinda look like a painting. Which was uh, which was pretty cool. Um, I think they were successful in that. Um, I really enjoyed the story. I won't get into any more detail on it because these two did not finish it. Um, but all I will say, okay. <laughs> um, so I am actually going to do something big with this one, and this is going to be 
my first five. Oh, look at you. Yeah, I really enjoy this one. Yep. 45 episodes, your first five. Yeah, I was stingy with wow. it, but uh, five out of five is what I gave it. Um, this is my opinion. <laughs> I it, It's one of those series that it was like, the episodes are what, 45 <clears throat> minutes to an hour, and I'd throw it on when it first came out, and I watched one episode, and then I was like, okay, I got to watch the next one. And it's like, oh, you know, it's almost two in the morning. I got to be up for work, and I'm like, I wanted to keep watching. Um but, yeah, so my three-word review uh, going off the five out of five nuggets is animated samurai masterpiece. Um, and I also think out of the three movies, Jesus. the three selections, this is probably the closest to the samurai. I mean, the closest oh. to, like, you know, what I a realize samurai that was is. the challenge this wow. month. <laughs> wow. It's literally the samurai sense. Wow. Well, I mean, but... Damn it. No, I'm just more kidding. More samurai than mine. Like, what the fuck? No, I was just... Yeah, definitely more kidding. samurai than mine. Here's this samurai jack with the chick. Okay, never mind. Whoa. <laughs> oh, whoa. <laughs> but also, Samurai Jack is a pretty good series, so, so I'll take good. that. It's so fucking yeah. good. It really is. Um, Gendy's really best? Gendy's best? I'm glad we, I'm glad we finally we, got, we make that argument? got the end of it. I'm glad we finally got the end of it. Gendy Tart- Tartakovsky's best? Yes. We're talking Powerpuff Girls. We're talking Dexter's Lab. We're yeah. talking fucking Samurai Jack. Mm-hmm. That's his best? Ooh. Yeah. I have a friend who would agree. I have a friend who I would, would agree. agree. Yeah. I don't know. Powerpuff Girls is really fucking good. Yeah. Just throwing that out there. Hey, hey, just remember, CW tried to make a live action of it, and it uh, sucks so bad that they can't. Oh, that's Yeah, but, that, but, that's, but yeah. That, that's, that, that has nothing to do with Gedney. Right. Okay. His fucking brilliance. Well, it's him. Him. Him is a better character than anything in fucking Samurai Samurai Jack or I don't know. I mean, Aku is incredible, but oh, right. yeah. we're gonna do a Genny 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 Tarkovsky right episode. We're gonna. Do I one. I don't know, but yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Everybody, look that up. Okay. <laughs> All right, go with review. All right, blue eyed samurai. samurai. Oh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Pat, you gonna go? I'm gonna go. I'll go. Go. I'll go. Go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> go no, ahead. Um, to I mean, I don't. To quote my girlfriend a little bit here. Oh, here uh, we go. She, because she she sat there. She watched the whole thing. She was enthralled. She loved it. Explain the whole um, thing. What do you mean? Like every single episode. No, not like every single oh, episode. Oh, okay, good. Well, no, oh, she, she did. did I, okay. No, she did watch every single oh, episode. She she enjoyed every single episode, but uh, overall, you know, she liked she loved the fact that the samurai was a woman. It did not feel like a standard, you know, woman takes over. You know, woman pretends to be man, and then you know, d- didn't feel like the standard. It kind of broke. Mulan. broke out of the box. It broke out of the box a little bit. Representation uh, matters. Yeah, and more complex Mulan. Representation matters. Yeah, it was. She loved how complex it was. She loved the story. She she loved the characters. Uh, you know, she was a little, she was a little bit mad. Spoiler alert: uh, she didn't he didn't she didn't kill Fowler. But you know, I mean, it make it makes sense. I like how it tiptoed around that because you guys hadn't finished it, and then you just you no, just I go did. I told right you I finished it. it. I I told you I finished it. I just didn't. <laughs> oh, you didn't get the in between middle. Yeah. Spoiler. Oh, okay. I got you. Um, <laughs> But you know, I mean, overall, overall, it's a gr- it's a great series. I definitely would give it a four and a half oh, yeah. out of five. Damn. 
Damn, y'all are nice. fucking generous today. And before we continue, it was uh, renewed for season two. It was renewed for season two. Oh, I thought they got yep. it. Uh, okay. So. My three review is bring, uh, bring season two. <laughs> bring season two. Okay. <laughs> I, I was going to put on, and then I'm like, no, three words. <laughs> Stop myself with the on. <laughs> you can say bring on two. No. Oh, then it sounded like you were like, no. <clears throat> Yeah, then it sounds silly. So that's all yeah, I got. Like, yeah. All right. Brian, your turn. Uh, yeah, Blue Eye Samurai. Um, let's go three word review. Let's just let's have fun and just go right into it. My three word review is ugh. my three word review is uh, Half Blood Princess. I fucking love the idea of like, and it's kind of funny because this actually came up in uh, uh, Yukaza Yukaz. Uh, Yukiyaki? Yuki, what was it called? Yukiyaki? Sukiyaki? Sukiyaki. Yeah. Came up in there too, where there was a half blood, um, a person oh, born right. from both clans. And I, I fucking love this idea. I, I love that she's, I love that it's a female. I love that, you know, like I, I literally, Bella will watch this. You know what I mean? Like that's, it, it sounds well, stupid. It sounds stupid. Be and the careful fucking, with some of the. Be careful well, with some of the yeah. scenes. There is boobs. Some, I did write yeah. boobs down. I wrote boobs with several exclamation points. There's also kind of Saxon. But but she will. She will. Pegging. Maybe not today. Maybe not tomorrow. But I I for her it it it's crazy. Like representation matters. And I'm just gonna say it. I'm gonna say it again. Representation matters yep. because it fucking does, dude. I've experienced, especially with having a daughter. Her watching something that, you know, I show her Indiana Jones and she's like, whatever, I don't care. And then I explain Tomb Raider to her and she's like, that's fucking dope. I want to play it tonight. <laughs> like, it's it's so weird that it really it really does. I mean, think about us. We grew, I mean, we're fucking white men. Like, we fucking grew up, you know, every fucking superhero was a white man. Like, awesome for us, right? But now... But now we're entering into a different era, and they're forcing it. I get it, and people are so mad they're forcing it. But I don't give a shit because representation matters. If you're black, you're white, you're Hispanic, you know. Let's let's run the fucking Little Mermaid in fucking every race that exists. Let's do it. Let's do it for them. Let's do it for yeah. every single little, even if it doesn't make any fucking money. A little Asian girl watching Ariel be fucking Asian will change her fucking life. Like, it's so obvious to me now. And mm -hmm. I'm fucking going, what movie are we talking about? Blue-Eyed Samurai. But <laughs> I do like a pet rant. I just, <laughs> yeah. It's Jesus. a pet rant. But God, well, we haven't had a good pet rant just, in a while, I just, so. I just, and, and, yeah. and Matt undersold it in the last episode. I feel like he didn't mention the sexuality of the blue-eyed samurai, which was just, just brilliant. Like going into it, I'm like, God damn it, fucking brilliant! It's a woman. She's half white. She's half Asian. Imagine the market. You know what I mean? Even from a fucking mm -hmm. dollar making aspect, I was like, imagine the market. You know, and uh, yeah, I just. Uh, three and a half, which I get, I think I give every movie this month three and a half. You guys gave them fours. Well, Matt did a five for Blue Eye Samurai. I did my first. And I want to watch so much more Blue Eye Samurai. Like, and, and yeah. honestly, I I think I want to watch it with Bella. I don't even care about the fucking sex scenes and the like. Honestly, I think it's fucking it's right. It's right. 
Mm-hmm. It's fucking dope. Okay. Like, if yeah. she wants to be the samurai, I fucking won. Like, mm-hmm. um, so Rotten Tomato score. Let's, uh, let's, let's run it back. For Blue Eye Samurai, 100%. I mean, oh, wow. It's about, it, it's sitting at the 21 review, uh, you know, Mark. Okay. So that's the majority of the initial reviews, 21%. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, that's that's pretty high. Yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah, it's, it's high. It's, it's What's the Rotten yeah. Tomatoes on it? You literally. Oh, sorry. Just... Rotten Tomatoes is one hundred percent. Oh, nice, awesome. That's what he said. Uh, hit it. <laughs> I, I missed it. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, he goes. He literally. The Rotten Tomato score is one hundred percent, and then Pat like. So what was the Rotten Tomato score? <laughs> uh, hit, Hidden Fortress, ninety six percent. Okay. Kind of in line what we're doing. Yeah. Sugiyaki uh Western Django. I'm sorry. Yeah. Fifty six percent. Yeah, sounds about right. It's a tough beat. I knew it was a loser. I thought it was well, better I mean, than that. I'd I'd put it in the seventies. For me, but it's when in you, the seventies. When you average all our scores, it's probably pretty accurate yeah. for each one. <laughs> you guys gave you know? everything. You guys gave, I feel like you guys gave everything four and I gave everything three point five. What are we talking about right no. now? No. No, I went five out of five. I went four for Hidden Fortress, and I did a three for uh, five. Sukiyaki. So five, four, and three. Yeah. And yeah. then I I yeah. went one and a half for Suki. I went one and a half. You did. You went fucking yeah. barrel. You're the I reason yeah. it's fifty six percent on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I love how I'm the reason. Wow. Well, not the only one. All right. So keep this. Uh, well, I guess we're finished with the summer essence. Uh Please go watch the movies. Hidden Fortress on Max. Um, Sukiyaki Western Django on Tubi. And Blue Eye Samurai on Netflix. Watch all of them. Make sure you watch those. And uh, let's go pan the streams with Pat. So, Pat, you're the host of the next episode. What is your theme? Because it sounds like it was up in the air a little bit. Yeah, I, you know, I waffled between a couple things. Uh, you know, it's like Waffle. we could do Ray Fines, but I got shit for it. And then I didn't really want to, <laughs> you know, I sat there and didn't want to commit to it, really. And then we did. <clears throat> and then I'm like, well, wait, what about alternative westerns? And then realized, you know. Sukiyaki is essentially an alternative western. Right. Um, you know, so it's just kind of like, all right. <laughs> More than it is a samurai film. Almost. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, like, actually, but, yeah. But I was sitting there kind of, you know, scrolling through some forums today, and I've been seeing a lot of, uh, yeah. a, lot of a lot of stuff pop up lately, and a lot of it is the worst movies of 2023, and there were a lot of stinkers in 2023. So stinkers, a lot of stinkers. Uh, so to kind to kind of limit us because there were a lot. I mean, we could easily cover what was in Netflix, what was in Hulu, so on and so forth. We're gonna stick to theatrical releases. We're gonna stick to theatrical releases, and we're gonna go with Rotten Tomato scores. Um, so to start with my pick, the most obvious one: uh, Winnie Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Yes, let's peak. go. All let's right. Go. It's, a, it's on peak. Go, 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 go. So, <laughs> you know. I think Brian's I know excited. Part, 
part it's of been this. On my, uh, it's been on my long list for quite some time. I'm sure. I remember seeing it, yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. and I mean, part part of it has to do with the Disney. Uh, it's they're calling it the Disney exploitation movies. Uh, just like mm-hmm. Mickey, just like Mickey Mouse becoming. Uh, uh, what is it? Public, free to the public. Oh, public uh, domain. Yeah. Yeah, public domain. Uh, was it after a hundred years? Or Mickey so? Mouse after after a hundred years. Yeah, and that's where Winnie the Pooh was at. So that's so this is like the first of those Disney exploitation films. Um, mm-hmm. so it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see kind of how this plays out um i've not heard good things about it at all so i'm looking for but the theme overall if you if you haven't guessed is the worst movies of 2023 uh almost everything almost everything should be available on streaming at this point um and uh quite frankly i'm uh i'm looking forward to being disappointed disgusted and ashamed uh, i think it'll I wish be good le- you should be sorry do you want to share the t- the tomato scores now? Should we of each one? Because we kind of already oh, looked yeah, at them. Let's or let's fucking roll. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, um, I think, what's your right. pick? Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Three percent. Oof. Ooh, still better than Whoa. Pottersville. <laughs> <laughs> if if I remember correctly, Pottersville. Although we haven't, I don't scored. think Pottersville has enough. Reviews. We haven't checked Pottersville. Let's, I'm checking yeah. right now. Here we go. We go live to Pottersville. But yeah, so I'm looking forward to it. <gasps> on... What? 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 Oh, it got some... what? It got reviews? It got reviews? Holy sh... Pottersville is a 14% on Rotten yes! Tomatoes. Yes! Do you see... But do you see the audience score? <laughs> we fucking did it! <laughs> It was actually mentioned on. I sent it to you guys. It was mentioned on WGN Morning News. Four, Somebody two, wrote in. You the thing is? I want to thank everyone for being here with us. The audience score is sixty-five percent. Yeah, because people are fucking idiots. But look at You're seven reviews, fourteen percent. Pottersville, Jesus. Pottersville, Michael Shannon. This one's for you. You it was a Shannon. It was a Shannon. Pottersville, bump. it was the Shannon Pottersville. It was the Shannon bump. <laughs> Holy fucking shit! It's got wow. So voice. so no more. So now it's it's higher than his Winnie the Pooh. Wow, yeah, it's Winnie way Pooh. higher than Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, <laughs> which it should be. Because that Winnie the Pooh movie is probably trash. Oh, what fourteen yeah. percent? It was like a quick. Fuck yeah, cash. dude! Oh, I'm here, fucking. I'm here, screen I'll, capturing this, and this is getting posted to the socials before, right now. Before we, uh, before we move on, um, oh, yeah, go I, ahead. I told, uh, I told Becca that we're gonna watch this. I'm okay. like, we're watching Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, and then she's like, she's like, because and, and here's the thing, she loves Disney, and this is not me making fun of her for it. She loves Disney. But she didn't see the blood and honey part, so she so she went, oh, I can't wait to watch it, and then went like, wait, no, is that the horror movie? Did you say blood? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was for. She's like, wait, no, is that the horror right. movie? And I'm just like, yep. I'm like, nope, it's not when it, regular Winnie the Pooh. It's the horror movie. She's like, oh, okay, we'll watch it. But she's like, <laughs> she's like, she's like, no, not ooh, not. Oh no, I heard it. I heard it's fucking <laughs> terrible. But yeah. Oh, I've heard it's awful, but you know, Matt, what's your this movie? is what we do. The things we do for we do. content. This is how we do blood and honey. Yeah, okay. 
<laughs> you want me to go or do you want to go? Because no, go. okay, oh me, oh, me, me. Br- I'll go. Brian's the host now. I'll go. <laughs> <laughs> I just we did it. We did it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. Let me find Pottersville. Unfucking believable. Fourteen percent. Thank you, Pottersville. Welcome to the conversation. Uh, are you uh, oh, is Pottersville your even. your pick? Are we? Yeah, are I'm, we gonna pick, I'm gonna, I'm gonna Pottersville? pick Pottersville for Christmas. <laughs> Wait, what were we doing? What's even? I don't even know what the. Oh no, hold on. It's the the bad 2023. Yeah, calm down, calm films. down. I got it. That's what uh, sure Mer- Mer- Mercy, Mercy Boke. Cool. Hold on. <laughs> like it's like, hold on, and no one talks anymore. Yeah, so we just we, dead we, air. Okay, so you're doing. Tr- you're Who's the plot? Who's the plot? An ex-military doctor finds herself in a fight for survival when the Irish mafia seizes control of the hospital at which she works. When her son is taken hostage, she's forced to rely on her battle-hardened past and lethal skills to save the day starring uh james voigt john john voigt what's his fucking name yeah john voigt, john voigt. he's he's in this uh, uh you know uh angelina jolie's bastard fucking father and uh <laughs> i don't know uh, some chick who apparently uh lee lee gibson who she plays an ex-military <laughs> so she's like ex-military like like doctor, but also she can like she knows like jujitsu. I mean, it looks fucking amazing. I'm very what's excited. The, uh, oh, the what's the name of the movie? Uh, oh shit, I should probably say that. Um, it's called Mercy, and it came out in 2023. Oh, it it's available on Paramount Plus, and oh no, wait, I thought. Oh, I'm sorry. Wait, do you guys have Paramount huh. Plus? Oh no, this is not the movie I'm doing. Oh, I, I was going to do Shrapnel. Yeah, yeah that's what I thought. Shit. Okay, that's where I was like confused. We're gonna cut this out. Um, so the movie <laughs> I'm doing is called Shred. No, we're leaving this in. We are leaving this. <laughs> no, in. yeah, we're leaving this in. It needs to stay like this. Christ. Oh shit. Uh, I even had shrapnel pulled up, but I didn't want to, you know, take your shrapnel, uh, you bitch. God damn. Steal it. your thunder <laughs> there. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Mercy sounds like a great movie, by the way. Yeah. Uh, Shrapnel, seven reviews on the tomato meter. Zero, coming in at zero percent. Um, This movie is uh, Jason Patrick. Uh, his daughter goes missing <laughs> on the Mexican border, and he teams up with his former partner, Cam Gingendet, uh, the guy who killed the chick on OC, and uh, faces off against the cartel who came down. This movie's oh called Shrapnel. <laughs> Jason Patrick will find his daughter no matter what. Not oh Mercy. Not Mercy with the the doctor Marine who knows jujitsu close combat. Anyway, um, yeah. What did I say this movie's called? Um, Shrapnel. 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 Jason Patrick, the guy that Julie Roberts ditched at the fucking altar to run away with Kiefer Sutherland. Jason Patrick. <laughs> All right. Sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. Are you sorry? All right. <clears throat> okay. So I guess, uh, are you done, Brian? <laughs> I think he's done. I'm pretty sure. All right. I'm pretty sure. All right. So my my pick is. Uh, he looks good, though. 
My pick, <laughs> my pick is uh, Tubi. It's on Tubi. Tubi. And it's called or Dead not. Man's Dead Man's Hand. Uh, Gunslinger Reno, played by Jack Kilmer, who is Val Kilmer's son, is headed west for a quiet life with his new bride. But when their stagecoach is ambushed, he kills an outlaw in self-defense in a near oh in self-defense in a nearby town. I'm totally not reading this. <laughs> Reno learns that the man he slayed is the brother of the corrupt mayor Bishop, played by Stephen Dorff from Blade and. Uh, True Detective, that wanted season of True Detective with Mahershala. Vows revenge after their card game turns into a bloody shootout. Who will be left standing? Cole Hauser from Yellowstone appears as a U.S. Marshal who becomes Reno's ally in this pulse-pounding Western. Rated R on 2B. And the uh, the Rotten Tomato score currently, with five reviews, is a whopping 0%. Will it get a Pottersville <laughs> bump from 14%? our next episode? Yeah, bitch. We'll find out <laughs> next time on We're on Going Streaming. streaming. Yeah. All right. So someone well, should probably mention that these are the bottom of the barrel 2023s, right? Yeah. Yeah, Pat, Pat started it with that, I think. Yeah. Oh, That's what I said. Oh. I think you were, too, you were too busy looking at Mercy. The, it's the worst of 2023. Really excited and, to watch and Mercy, again, just for the and record. And again, the, again, these are the theatrical release. These are not even the stuff that dropped on streaming, like Rebel Moon or Quasi or Ooh. some of the other ones. Ooh. Ooh. You know. I'm going to give Rebel Moon a chance because there's a second. There's a part two. I'm not. Did okay. you watch it? No. I mean, I didn't watch part one yet. We never yeah. watched any of it. That's I'm not. I watched Creator. That was good. Oh, here we go. <laughs> oh, all right. Related. All right. How was Poor Things? Yeah, how Poor Things? I really, yeah, I really enjoyed it. It's it's really? weird. It, it's weird, very dry humor. It's Frankenstein. It's just classic. And, and there's another Yorgos. Frankenstein? Yes, yes. Yeah, there's at least a Frankenstein. That was in the trailer. Yeah. That was one of the trailers. That looks interesting. That is the... Oh, Lisa Frankenstein. Directed, I want to see that so bad. Directed by Robin Williams' daughter. Lisa Frankenstein? Yeah, I think it's Zelda Williams, oh, which I think is his daughter. That. I'm very and written by Illinois native Diablo Cody. <gasps> yes, it is. Yes, it is. It is Diablo Cody. I'm Who did Juno and I'm... what else did she do? <clears throat> it seems like it'll be good. Uh, rollerball or what's the Whip It? Rollerball. Whip it. She Not did Rollerball. <laughs> Whip It. It's the same. Oh, is that with the like Drew Barrymore in them and and uh, 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 that was uh, that was not bad. Yes, agreed. But didn't she also, like, Obvious Child or something? There were some I that... Know. She writes a lot. She writes a lot. Lisa Frankenstein Good looks amazing. Her. I'm very excited for Lisa, Lisa Frankenstein. Lisa Frankenstein does look amazing. Okay. Pat. So, uh, yeah. Any, any, uh, any, anything else, guys, to add? No. Wait, I got we, nothing else to add. Did everybody do their... Yeah, we all... Shrab, no blood and honey. What's Pat's movie? Or what's your Winnie movie? Pat's movie no. was winning... I know. What's okay. Pat's movie? Let's let's run it. I'll run it through. Yeah, so we we're doing Shrapnel, yep. which is 2023. And what, what is streaming service was that on? Hulu. Hulu. On Hulu. Let's go. Yeah. Um, Winnie the Pooh. Winnie the Pooh. Winnie the Pooh. Blood and <laughs> Blood and Honey. I'll say Blood and Money. Peacock. peacock. And that's on Peacock. That's also peacock. 2023. And then uh, Dead Man's Hand, which yes. is a Tubi, and that is also 2023. Very so Dead Man's Hand, Shrapnel, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. To be, 
And that wraps on, it up, and honestly, ladies and gentlemen. Re- that really makes it easy to find our movies because it's all 2023. It's all recent. So, yeah. Yes, Pat. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm Captain why, Obvious. Why do you have to give me such an attitude for stating the obvious? Don't. It's fine. Oh, Don't be. You uh, give me such. Hey, an you're fine. You know? you know. I have feelings. It's because you had that Sukiyaki Western <laughs> Django review. Yeah, Sukiyaki it looked a bad. Therefore, we don't respect you anymore. So good. Like, like that Such cabbage. It was too sweet. Movie. Like a cabbage. Left. Uh, it was too sweet. Too much sugar in it. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> it's too sweet. It's too much sugar. <laughs> it's so fucking what? good. Quentin Tarantino. Right. It's the highlight of the movie. Okay. There's a lot of. There's a lot of uh, plot holes. There's there. quite. I don't know there's why. a lot of questionable moments. It's a shit yeah. movie, but it's a great moment. <laughs> yeah, I can say that about a lot of movies. <laughs> the past All right. Years. Well, <laughs> everybody, <laughs> let's <laughs> let's see if we can okay. keep this. Yeah, come on. B- blow an hour. <laughs> <laughs> blow an hour. Let's see if you can blow an hour. Hey, oh, if it was Trump, if it was Trump for two million dollars. <laughs> All right, let's. <laughs> Ten million. Thank you. Oh shit! I a- gotta play actually, off a song. Actually, actually, with the actually with what they're saying about how he smells, uh, I'd probably I'm gonna have to up All that right. number. That We're mean? gonna play. What does that mean? It means he shits himself. My father was famous. He was the greatest samurai in the empire. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He was the greatest samurai in the empire, and he was the shogun's decapitator. He cut off the heads of a hundred and thirty-one lords. Let's go. Bit long. <laughs> it's just the intro. Yeah, they it's great. supposed to kill my father. It's samurai. But they didn't. That was the night everything changed. Sometimes you gotta fast and fast. You niggas know where this shit started. Y'all know where it came from. Sam, All right, thank you, everybody. Yeah. Thank you. I'm going to cut like half of that off. (laughs) See y'all next time. Bitch.